Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. Tony will have a conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the newest, hottest, and best trends from all walks of life. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, fellow entrepreneur, and thanks for joining in with us. I know you're like me and that you want to get as much done as possible every day. And you'd love it if your team did all their work and more to not only bring in added revenue, but also make things easier for you because you're at the top. I think we all dream of this. And while this may sound like the intro for my last podcast, there is a slant on this. Let me ask you this. What if you could create what are called killer offers that are so compelling that a greater majority of your buying public would actually buy it? Or what if you could tailor your offers to be precisely what a greater majority of your public wants? I mean, just by better communicating what you have and generating more revenue as a result. Now, there are many places we can go with this. And one place that I want to dive into is what can chat GPT do for your business and what is it? Or how can we build a self-sustaining business that rolls on its own? And that's among other questions I'm going to look into. Well, I have something just for you. We're going to discuss the ultimate marketing funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. And later in this episode, we have an insider's brief about the resiliency rules based on a survey to help understand what companies are doing to build resiliency in their organization. Stay tuned for that later in this episode. And please listen for news from our sponsor, Shopify. What I love about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, they give you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. And they have a really cool offer for you. Please listen for more information from Shopify just ahead. And lastly, I'm going to give you a brief chat on dominating social media. Some cool stuff there. Stay tuned for that near the end of this episode. And while we're at it, This is all about helping you and your friends turn your vision into reality. We want to help you get very successful at growing your business to a high sustainable level. In fact, we're going to help turn you into an elite entrepreneur. Meet Caleb O'Dowd. He's a high school dropout, former carpenter, and now he's a high-level marketer who's generated over $160 million, yeah, real, for the companies he owned and operated. He teaches the ultimate multi-channel marketing funnel and all about monetization. Does that have your attention? Let's get into it. Hi, Caleb. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Hello, Tony. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an an honor to be here. I can't wait. I have so much I want to learn in just a short amount of time. And I'm sure everyone like me, we want to learn all about the ultimate multi-channel marketing funnel and monetization. But before we get into that, let's kind of go into your backstory just a little bit. Caleb, could you tell us how did it all start for you? Yeah, I, uh, as you mentioned there, I'm a high school dropout. I never finished high school, never went to college. I became a carpenter at the age of 16. My uh, brother, um, you know, and I decided when I was 20 years of age that we were going to get into business together. I needed to have a skill in business. I didn't have a skill at the time. There was this man named Gary Halbert, who was, uh, you know, an extraordinary genius in the direct marketing and advertising world. And, uh, you know, I 
uh, essentially tormented this poor guy <laughs> and and uh, cajoled him into uh, agreeing to mentor me. And he gave me three weeks. Three weeks turned into three years. Uh, during that time, Gary taught myself everything he knew about marketing and advertising and business and generating sales and customers and clients. And my uh, brother and I teamed up. We got into business and um, we've gone on to do really great things, both offline, in direct mail, in newspaper advertising, in magazines and in radio. And uh, we moved on to the Internet. We've done pretty much every, I would say, large scale direct response business model and sales funnel out there and you know we've we've done a lot of great things and and these days we continue to do great things but we also uh share some of the business models and the tactics and the strategies and the things that we do with other business owners that are looking to grow their businesses online as well that's fascinating and i want to learn from you too and i'm curious as you went through that i'm thinking you've now turned all this into a business Tell us about how that vision kind of grew and evolved. The vision for helping other business owners? Which are your multi-channel funneling and marketing. Oh, yes. How, yeah. how you do all so, that. Yeah, yeah. So because, you know, uh, we kind of started off our career offline using offline channels. Uh, and then we kind of moved on to the internet and we developed all of the necessary skills for using the internet. We had this kind of powerful education, you know, that this kind of combination of old world offline direct response marketing tactics and strategies, as well as all the new, cool, funky online stuff. And um, we just kind of found ourselves in a position to be able to blend all of these different channels in a way that we just didn't really see other people kind of doing. And, um, you know, we just ended up very naturally, you know, integrating with other businesses and people were like, Oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Can you teach me how to do that? And we ended up just kind of consulting and coaching with some people and, you know, one thing led to another and we kind of realized after we, we stepped out of our bubble, we kind of operated in our own little world. And uh, we were just kind of doing our own thing. But once we kind of got exposed maybe to a lot of other businesses, we began to realize that, gosh, a lot of the things that we do is actually very unique and um, enormously advantageous to Internet business owners. And um, just through a love of hanging out with like-minded people, <laughs> we kind of got into the whole world of, of coaching and consulting and, and, and training and, and sharing and teaching the things that we do. And we've been able to have such, you know, a wonderful impacts on, on other business owners, businesses and lives. So that's kind of how we, we found ourselves doing what we're doing here. Caleb, I can tell, and I've seen, I've seen a little bit of footage of, from you, you love what you do. And I know that it, there's more to it than just, you know, the money and surviving and generating revenue. So I'm curious, what's your purpose? Why do you do what you do? That's a multifaceted topic there. Why, what's my purpose? Why do I? Well, first of all, I love, I love what I do. I do love marketing. I do love advertising. Um, I love the psychology of it all. I love the strategy, the tactic, the tactics behind it all. So um, I had a great mentor in Gary Halbert who didn't just teach me the mechanics of it, but taught me the love of the game and the love of the activity of it. So I feel like I have a kind of a, the love of 
the job instilled in me. Um, and why do I do it? Uh, I, there's so many answers to that. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I love, I've spent, uh, 15 years traveling around the world. <laughs> um, I, you know, I have a son, uh, you know, very driven by family, very driven by, um, you know, a, uh, a desire to help other business owners do great things. Um, I think nothing is more kind of complimentary to me at this stage in my game than sharing something with somebody and then watching those, you know, clients go off and make a lot of money with it and have a lot of impact on their, um, you know, the, the lives of the people that they serve. So I think it's kind of a mix of all of those things combined um, passion, commitment, obligation, the joy of seeing others succeed with the things that I teach them, that kind of thing. And it really shows, as I said before, it's just, it's just amazing to see you work and the successes are just, they're off the top. They're off the charts. We're talking about the ultimate marketing funnel with Caleb O'Dowd, and you can find him at multichannelmarketing.com. Caleb, let's get into your vision path here. We're entrepreneurs, we're business owners. We're, what's that phrase? We're at the edge of our seats. We're just like holding our breath. Help us learn. And one of the first things I want to understand and get out of the way, I don't use it. I don't understand it. You apparently know it. You, well, you definitely know it better than me. Chat GPT. And so can you kind of go over what does that do for us? What does that do for our business? I think um, AI in general, um, you know, is something that I think is 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 transforming the world of marketing, the world at large, but certainly the world of marketing. Um, you know, what used to take tremendous hard work, um, you know, is now being reduced to a few clicks of a mouse. Uh, I think you know, Chat GPT is certainly one uh, tool that is, you know, uh, available to people. But I think that the the guys that are at the forefront of how to use AI uh, in the marketing world are creating custom AI tools and they're creating these tools to take care of an awful lot of uh, advertising, you know, uh, creating emails, creating webinars, creating uh, video sales letters, um, creating offers, uh, all of that stuff that used to take such a long period of time. Now, very smart guys are creating custom tools that are creating, you know, extraordinarily powerful advertising using AI. Um, I think that there's a revolution happening in product creation. Uh, a lot of guys are using uh, AI to create information products. Social media uh, is going through a boom right now. The uh, amount of information that now is uh, coming onto social media through the use of AI is kind of spectacular. So AI is being used to create advertising, create products, uh, capture attention on social media, generate traffic. It's really transforming the game. And I think that, you know, usually if I look back over my 19 year career, I'm usually really slow to adopt anything new because I kind of have my 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 strategies that work for me. But I'm really delighted that I have gotten into AI so early in this 
um, transformation that's taking place. And really anybody that is in the game of marketing that does not really have their uh, head in the game of, of just what AI can do is really missing out. You do not want to be uh, late to this race. <laughs> There's so many cost-saving, time-saving, money-making, customer-generation, profit-producing benefits associated with AI that if you're not really getting in on it, you're missing out on so much, you know. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you on your journey to success. Just ahead, the chat continues. The Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Are you selling a little or selling a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. In fact, they're the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the just did it, we hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. And that means whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, they help you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. They help you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And so you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify, your AI-powered all-star. And you know, I speak to so many people and Shopify is clearly the winner out there. People love it. It's so cool when everything just works nice and flawlessly, isn't it? And did you know that Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S.? Yeah, and they're the global force behind companies such as Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. So let's do this. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Tony, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Tony now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests, now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your journey to success. Today's show is the Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. And just a quick thank you that I sincerely appreciate you listening to my weekly shows with today's lead entrepreneurs. And if you like this show, would you please go to Apple Podcasts and give a cool review? Look up the Tony D'Urso Show and drop a kind one. I thank you so much for listening. And now, back to the chat with Caleb. Caleb, I will say it right here, right now. I want to be a student of yours. <laughs> I want to learn this. This is, this is fascinating for us marketers and people that are, do a lot of social media. I really am excited about it. 
Yeah. And I think this may be a, a lead into the next to the next point I wanted to make sure we discuss is you talk about how you can build a business that funds itself. I'm all ears. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting when I was learning uh, from my mentor, uh, Gary Halbert, you know, who was a very he was a, 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 a he was literally a genius of the game. And, you know, I got my kind of start from him in the world of direct mail, um, you know, creating printed advertisements, mailing them to people's homes. And we had an enormous business doing that. It was very successful. And the guys that were doing that business, they were old school, hardened, you know, uh, marketers, direct response business owners. And these guys were uh, a fabulous kind of category of people to learn from in addition to my mentor, Gary. And the whole business model there for success has been kind of set in stone, uh, you know, since the dawn of direct response marketing. And that is there's really two halves to the game. The first half is about acquiring customers slash leads and customers. And the second half of the game is about monetizing those leads and customers. The uh, crazy thing for me, you know, coming from that kind of old world direct response environment, moving on to the internet, the crazy thing is that so few business owners online, so few internet marketers are completely oblivious to the power of the monetization side of the business. Um, everybody is just so focused on acquiring customers that they've lost sight of where the real money comes from. Everybody is trying to acquire a customer and make a profit and pay for the mortgage and put the kids through school all on that first sale, not understanding that that's not how the game is played. Um, the game is, you know, you acquire a customer at break even or a loss to acquire the most amount of customers. And then you have a system in place from that point forward where there is automated campaigns, promotions going out to your customers and prospects uh, on the back end, you know, from that point forward. So ideally, you have a minimum a minimum of a 90-day automated sales campaign in place where you are offering additional products, additional services, um, you know, to new leads and new customers that come through your door. The most successful companies out there are the types of companies that have 12-month funnels in place, 18-month funnels in place, or more. So what can end up happening is... A lot of the times, if a, uh, a marketer is trying to acquire a customer, let's say, for example, on Facebook, Facebook traffic, they will shoot to acquire a customer in the information marketing space. But the general idea is relevant to everybody. They're looking to acquire a customer for $50 a customer. Well, if you can only spend $50 to acquire a customer, then you may only be in a position to acquire 100 customers per day. OK, so you can't go beyond that, because if you go beyond that, then there's no profit to be made. So you have to stay below 100 customers um, in order for you to uh, make money on the first sale. But what we do is we build out this back end monetization machine that essentially allows us like over a 90 day period, we may make one hundred and fifty two hundred dollars per customer over 90 days. So we are then in a position 
where the business, we can take a portion of the profit that we make from the back end, invest it into acquiring a customer on the front end so that instead of being like everybody else who can only afford to pay $50 to acquire 100 customers, we can afford to pay $150 and we can potentially acquire 200 customers or more per day. And we can do it at a significant profit because by the time those customers filter their way through the funnel that we have built in the back end, then we are making lots and lots of money from that increase in customers. So by building out this monetization machine on the back end, the business can afford to self-fund its own growth by being in a position to pay significantly more to acquire a customer than every other competitor in the marketplace. Not only is this a way how you can dominate your marketplace, not only is this a way for you to double, triple, even quadruple the quantity of customers that you are acquiring at the front end, but it is in fact a way for you to skyrocket your long-term uh, back-end profits in your business and therefore earn just a significantly greater quantity of personal income. And in addition to all of that, you actually end up with a business that is uh, set up for long-term financial security, which most businesses in the online marketing world are really not set up they, uh, most internet business owners are two or three months away from financial disaster. <laughs> if they have a bad month or two, they're in trouble. So this type of business, if you can imagine, you have a 12-month monetization machine in place, then you have, if all of your traffic stopped for whatever reason on the front end, you have 12 months of money making to figure it all out. This is how you create a sustainable business. This is how you create a business that self-funds its own growth. This is also how you become the number one dominating business in your niche. There's so much I want to learn about that. And as I'm thinking the entrepreneur here, he's, he's he usually a lot of entrepreneurs, especially at the beginning, use their own profits to build and grow. And I got this and I understand this concept on self-funding. Russell Brunson talked about that. I had him on my show a couple of years ago. He he brought that up and it was quite a concept then to spend more than it costs to get the customer. But then because of the offers that you send, you get a lot more. And I encourage everyone to really get into that because that's so serious for the for the real and significant growth. So from that, you can build a great wealth. And I guess it's all a matter of having the conversions because everybody and anybody literally would gladly spend more if they could really create great offers and bring that in. So I guess that takes us into funnels and creating killer offers. Yeah. So one of the, the, the big things that I've uh, really, the big breakthroughs that I've kind of made in you know, my career really is about how to put together. Um, my brother tells me, you got to stop using this term. I, I call them mafia offers. Um, it's not a term that I invented. It's a term that's out there in the industry. But a mafia offer is based on the, um, you know, the, the Godfather movie. It's an offer that you can't refuse. And uh, my brother tells me people are not connecting with it. you got to stop using the term mafia offer. But a mafia offer is an irresistible offer. It's an offer that you cannot say no to. And when I started to kind of really look into how can I create an offer that you cannot say no to, um, that kind of line of thinking led to quite possibly one of the biggest breakthroughs that I've made in my career, something that's resulted in explosive increases in sales and profits and conversion rates. And that is 
a, a, a mafia offer is designed to not get a no. Therefore, if you were to uh, not come at the per, your, your, the job of creating an offer from the perspective of, hey, I want to add lots of value, because that's what everybody tries to do. Everybody says, like, the way that they create their offers is, I'm going to give you this bonus, that bonus, the other bonus. It all adds up to this huge, large amount of money, and I'm going to give it all to you for this, like, small amount of money. That's what people think an offer is. And that's really not what an offer is at all. An offer is designed to serve your uh, customer so powerfully that there is no other point in even considering any other solution in the marketplace because your solution is so superior in terms of helping your customer get the desired result. So if you come at it from the perspective of identifying all of the reasons why somebody would say no to your offer, if you identify all of the reasons why someone would say no, and then one by one, you develop solutions that convincingly, compellingly, and completely overcome those reasons why someone would say no, then you ultimately end up with an offer that people cannot say no to. So as an example, Let's say that you have an agency. Let's say that you have, uh, you know, you're, you're, you have an advertising agency, um, or maybe you're selling an information product got to do with how to, you know, advertise on Facebook or something. And it's a conversation that takes place. Your offer is a conversation that takes place between you and your prospect. So your prospect will might say, Hey, listen, I really want traffic, but I don't know how to create. I don't know how to create Facebook ads. So how would you, if that's an objection, if that's a reason why someone would say no, what is the most compelling way to address that? The most compelling way to address that is to say, don't worry, I'll create your ads for you. That now convincingly, compellingly, and 100% completely overcomes that objection and causes the person to now want to buy for that reason. But let's say there's another objection. Um, I don't know how to set up you know, my ad account. Again, you would say, well, I'll do it for you. Okay. I don't know how to, um, you know, create a funnel. Okay. I'll do that for you. And just systematically you go through it. Now you may not want to do all of these things, but one by one, if you systematically go through the journey of identifying why someone would say no to your offer and you, uh, develop convincing reasons why that is no longer an objection. If you can imagine, if you take all of the reasons why someone would say no off the table, what is the only logical answer left on the table? It's to buy. So if you come at this journey of creating an offer from the perspective of not trying to add value, but trying to overcome reasons why people would say no, then you will end up creating one of the most compelling, if not the literal most compelling offer in your marketplace. This is how I have been coming at creating offers in my marketplaces. And my offers, you know, are generating conversion rates that, you know, are, you know, significantly above the norm. I don't try and create high value offers. I try and create offers that people cannot say no to. There's, you know, a, a very significant strategic difference in how I go about those things. And oftentimes it does require you to take or make, 
you know, a significant upgrade in the level of service and the types of solutions that you offer. But if you want to have massive success in the marketplace, if you come at things from that perspective, that is a way for you to get there. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you on your journey to success. Just ahead, the chat continues. The Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your journey to success. Today's show is The Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. And check out my lead entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts. There's a lot of great insights about anything that you can think of to help you grow your business and learn from the success of others who've been through their hard knocks and came out as champions, whom I call elite entrepreneurs. Go to Apple Podcasts and type in Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and play what appeals to you. And now, back to the chat with Caleb. That is quite fascinating. And I'm, as I'm thinking with this, I know you've generated so much. You've generated like over, over $140 million in sales and you have this very systematic approach. I get that you can solve or do or perform functions for, for clients that they don't know how to do. I get that. And so what is the whole system? What is this? Is just a funnel? Maybe that's what it is. Can you kind of take us through how, how that kind of all works, kind of put it together for us? Yeah, so the, the 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 complete view of it all is that you know it's a multi-channel marketing funnel is essentially that acquires customers via you know multi-channel marketing. It advertises to your customers in a variety of different ways. So, like we have twenty-one profit centers. So the average sales funnel has has four profit centers: the front-end product, three upsells. It has four. Multi-channel marketing uh, funnel has 21 profit centers. There's 21 different uh, sales generation, sales generating tactics and strategies implemented into the funnel that leverages everything from direct mail to uh, ringless voicemail, SMS, outbound telephone calls, email, <laughs> retargeting, you know, all of the usual online, but also all of the offline um, you know, systems and strategies. So we use, we have, we design funnels that leverage both off, offline and online marketing strategies to acquire and monetize customers on the front end so that we get the largest quantity of conversions when acquiring a customer and the biggest kind of ROI or bang for our buck when acquiring a customer on the front end. Then from that point forward, we implement a back-end monetization machine that, again, includes multi-channel marketing. It includes direct mail, outbound telephone, uh, SMS, you know, ringless voicemail, all of these direct, excuse me, all of these offline, um, you know, direct marketing 
channels uh, to and all of the online uh, channels and all of the online sales funnels that monetize those customers and leads in an automated manner over extended periods of time. So that what the ultimate uh, multi-channel marketing funnel is, is it is a complete systematized business model that acquires a customer and fully and completely monetizes that customer in a very high value manner. Because it's not just about, you know, um, like relentlessly hitting people with offers. That's not really what it is at all. It's about serving them in very high value ways that keep people paying attention to the types of products and services that you have to offer and getting value out of everything that you're doing you know, while you're selling to them. So it's a kind of a complete A to Z business model for acquiring and monetizing customers using multi-channel marketing tactics and strategies. This really opens the door to the sky's the limit. And I know that there's a, there's a psychology in this on how people behave, how they react. You've, you've alluded a little bit to it. Perhaps let's just, can you tell us what is that psychology behind all of this? There's so much psychology behind it, Tony. There isn't any one kind of thing that, um, you know, is is the answer to that. But I can tell you that most certainly positioning is, is very powerful. So, um, you know, the way that we have figured out to best position businesses, products, offers, um, you know, companies in general is that you want to position yourself in the marketplace as new, unique, exciting, uh, never before seen or heard of, and better than everything else that's out there. And if you can position yourself, that's actually a formula uh, that we use for positioning, because each one of those things has its own unique function within this positioning strategy, because if you can uh, hit that nail in the head, if you can get all of those things right, what happens is you park your prospect in a place where there is all other solutions in the marketplace and then there's your solution, but your solution is superior to everything else. So the prospect gets parked in a place where, you know, do I want the very best solution or do I want an inferior solution? And when you set your positioning up in that way, the vast majority of people will always opt for a superior solution. So it's about creating that comparison between you and everything else that's out there and showing why your solution is so much uh, superior to everything else out there in almost every category of the buying uh, decision-making process. So I think that is really massive. Uh, that's kind of at the core of what it is that we do. And then most certainly, you know, we couple that with multi-channel marketing, which is which is so shockingly effective. You know, you got to understand that if you if I send if I have 100 people on my email list and I send them an email, then a really good conversion rate is if I can get 20 percent of those people to open that email. You know, so if I get 20 of them to open that email, that means 80 percent. That means eight out of 10 people have never even seen my message. If I send them a direct mail letter now, like 80 percent of people are just after seeing my my um, 
my message. Then if I do an outbound call, if I send them an SMS, if I do a ringless voicemail, if I, you know, follow up with them via retargeting so that everywhere they go across a multitude of different ways and means, I'm communicating with them and getting my message to them. Then there is, uh, you know, that getting that level of reach and repetition out into your audience is just generating the types of conversion rates that people are just unaccustomed to online these days. It's just very, very powerful. But there's a dozen more answers to that question, Tony. There's so much to that, to that, you know, to the psychology of everything that's going on there. I can see there's so much to learn on this and, some of us may not have offers or have something that can scale up and that's its own whole thing, but there's ways to to do that. And we only have so much time. One thing that's on my mind and I'm wondering with, with what you've been through, what would you say is the biggest, biggest challenge for a business? Um, Or actually let's put it this way. What was your biggest challenge in in going through this? Cause it's so huge. There's so much you do. What challenges have you run into? I'm, I'm putting this all together. I think the biggest challenge is, is getting into a place of understanding just how powerful monetizing your list really is. There's, you know, like I, I come in contact with business owners all the time and it's just one of the most difficult things to do is to get them off the hamster wheel of constantly acquiring new customers all the time. You can't stop doing that, but you got to understand that the money is on the back end. The profit is on the back end. You know, um, we acquired uh, a thousand customers there uh, recently uh, in a launch that we did. And um, we literally only took about 20% profit on the front end from the acquisition of those 1,000 customers. Now, we're in the process now of, um, you know, upselling those people to a, uh, an offer on the back end. So out of those, um, you know, 1,000 customers, we're going to have about maybe 400 of those people take the back-end offer. There is, that's like 400 uh, people, 90% of the profit, 90% of the revenue that's going to come from those sales is going to be exclusively profit. And that's just one promotion that we're doing to those customers right now. So there's significantly, we're going to earn perhaps four times more profit um, from that promotion than we did acquiring those customers on the front end. And that's just one promotion. We're going to have maybe 12 promotions to those people over the next 12 months. So you can imagine that we're probably going to earn anywhere from like, you know, 10 to 20 times more uh, profit by monetizing those customers than we would if we just settled for that little 20% on the front end. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you on your journey to success. Just ahead, the chat continues. The Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. shows and can't get enough of us follow us on instagram at voice america talk radio and see what we're cooking up for you 
You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your journey to success. Today's show is the Ultimate Marketing Funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. If you like this show so far, please remember our sponsor who made this possible. Shopify makes it easy for you to sell your products and services. And it's why 10% of e-commerce users in the U.S. love Shopify too. You'll make a note to do that right after listening to this interview, won't you? Thanks so much. And now back to the chat with Caleb. So getting people into that mindset of understanding that the not only is the largest amount of money to be made by monetizing your uh, tribe of people on the back end, but that's where the security comes from. You know, so many business owners, as I mentioned, are they're they're living with tremendous risk. You know, they're living with like they're just hoping an ad account doesn't get banned. Um, they're just ho- like there's there's so many things that can go wrong for them that just get solved by building out this kind of monetization machine that I just described. The minute we started doing that, Tony, everything about this game became easier, became way more profitable. The stress levels came down. You know, started sleeping better at night, being able to take time off work and just making a heck of a lot more money and having a far bigger impact on the people we serve. Totally get it. And I live in that space and I totally agree and resonate. All these points just really hit a chord. I totally get it. This is so important to us entrepreneurs, no matter what offers we have. There's so much to develop on this. This is a a series of talks that we could do on this. I am so grateful that you spent some time with us. We spoke about the ultimate marketing funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. And again, you can find him at multichannelmarketing.com. Caleb, a whirlwind of information is so jam-packed. I I am going to listen to this again and uh, get what I can. And I'm going to be your student. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Caleb. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. It's been a, a pleasure and an honor. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a truth as old as time. If you're not changing, you're not growing. And of course, change is tough. And many organizations struggle to adapt to the changing times and consumer habits. But that's the thing about change. It doesn't wait for us to feel ready. It thrusts itself on us at a moment's notice and forces us to change or suffer the consequences. Those that thrive have one thing in common, resiliency. Joining us is Jay Upchurch, Vice President and Chief Information Officer at SAS. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Jay, I appreciate your coming on today to talk to us about resiliency. Now you have some rules. Can you tell us what they are? Sure. Um, So we had an opportunity to allow our curiosity to ask questions back to how and why companies survive or better yet thrive in the face of uncertainty. Uh, We had a chance to interview 2,400 senior executives from large companies uh, representing all industries around the world. And what was fascinating was they had five common themes, if you will, that kind of rose to the top when looking at those that were highly resilient versus those that were not. And those five became what was the basis for our resiliency rules. I'll walk you through them real quick. First, speed and agility. So that is the organization's ability to pivot quickly and adapt to, to all the change and uncertainty that, that they may face. 
Number two is innovation. So innovation is the ability for an organization to think about new ways of doing their jobs and ensure that they are staying one step ahead of their competition. Number three, equity and responsibility. In today's world, organizations have a responsibility to ensure technology innovations that improve resiliency are inclusive and avoid negatively impacting vulnerable populations. Number four, data culture and literacy. Again, we know that data-driven mindsets, data-driven, data-first actions are imperative when driving resiliency in companies because 90% of our executives surveyed all turn to data when trying to make informed business decisions and in the face of uncertain times. And last, curiosity. Curiosity is that one's desire, right, to seek out new information, explore new possibilities, and ask the right questions that make uh, make you prepared for the uncertainty that might be around the corner. Those five things are the resiliency rules. Uh, they are common across all of our highly resilient uh, companies that were surveyed. And again, you can't do one of them by themselves. You've really got to embrace all five in order to propel your business forward in a resilient manner. That's fascinating. So how was your research compiled? So we, we did in-depth interviews with, again, the senior executives, and it was all about gaining their perception of resiliency, uh, both in their own opinion and of their companies. And we found a, a number of fascinating results that I'd love to share. I think, first of all, uh, 81% said resiliency is absolutely attainable. So this concept of resiliency, we were concerned, hey, is it, you know, is it too ambiguous? Do, do, do CIOs, CTOs, CEOs... Do they understand and, and lean into it? And do they believe that there's an ROI in the, in the pursuit of resiliency? But 90% also said that data and analytics are critical tools to achieve it. So it was interesting. They, they not only believed that it was there, but they, they kind of started to spell out, again, one of the ways to get there specifically around data and analytics. Another fascinating result was that 53% of the executive surveyed said that they are not where they should be. So that's one out of every two companies out there admit that they are not resilient. Even more so, 97% said that resiliency is incredibly important, but only 47% said that they are actually ready and resilient. That is a substantial gap that we call the resiliency gap in the companies that we interviewed. And that gap basically reflects the difference between rhetoric and reality when running your business. So how can executives face disruption? So disruption hits us in all forms. And if, if you think about the, the, the society and the communities that we serve, we are faced with geopolitical issues, climate change, uh, economic headwinds, obviously the pandemic a couple of years ago. Um, uh, and, then, and then also we get hit with uh, technology disruptions. So things like generative AI suddenly showing up and changing what you thought your plans were going to be for, for this year. So companies have to be prepared to adapt and change in the face of all that uncertainty. Leaders of those companies have to embrace it. They have to drive that as a culture. You have to appreciate, again, the ROI on investing in resiliency. You've got to commit to data and analytics and make sure that that is done company-wide. You've got to do it in an ethical way. And, and you can't do it alone. It is absolutely a team sport. So leaning into all five of those resiliency rules is mission critical to survival of the modern business. As the CIO, Jay is dedicated to helping customers and partners address today's increasingly complex software and hardware infrastructure challenges. 
Jay, what are some other resiliency strategies? So I think there are five practical actions that any company can take um, when, when thinking about how do I become more resilient. I think, first of all, you've got to set a goal to increase your decision-making speed. So companies have got to recognize that speed and agility in decision-making is a competitive advantage. If you're sitting on the sidelines and you're debating the decision, I can guarantee you your competitors are lapping you on the race track. I think secondly, you've got to be curious about the unknown. You've got to anticipate that things are going to change. It used to be that we drove disruption internally through IT and technology. Now that disruption comes at us in all angles. So you've got to be curious about what's there. You've got to prepare for that. You almost have to war game out what the future could look like. I think third, you've got to innovate new ways of working. Generative AI tells you that, right? What we thought uh, around development is very different tomorrow than it was you know, yesterday before generative showed up. So you've got to continue to look for new ways of doing your jobs. Number four, ensure that every practice in your business is done in an equitable and, and ethical manner. Again, ethics, equality, sustainability, these all build up brand trust, both brand trust from your employees to your company, to your customers to your company, and of course, at your brand level. So ensuring that you're doing things the right way and consistently is incredibly important to being a highly resilient company. And then last but not least, continue your move in the direction of digital. We know that a resilient company is adaptable. Digital technologies allow you to react in the face of uncertainty. And of course, when you get down to it, data is the fuel that helps drive a resilient culture. And of course, you've got to embrace data as part of your overall digital strategy. One last thing I'd say in addition to those five practical actions is a little bit of counsel. And that counsel is just to be patient. You're not going to get there overnight. Resiliency takes time to build up. It's not going to be delivered in the face of rolling out one piece of technology or suddenly declaring that as a core value of a company. It is, a, it is earned. It is earned over consistency, um, consistent behavior, consistent interactions, and consistent performance. Those are some great strategies. Where can our listeners go for more information? Absolutely. So we've got a tremendous amount of information out on our website, sas.com. So that's sas.com. If you go to blogs, our blog section, so blogs.sas.com, you'll see a banner up up around resiliency rules. So you can go in, you can read the entire survey, and you can also take our resiliency assessment. It's a free assessment. It allows you to go in and determine how you're stacking up against your industry peers. It'll give you a chance to not only see the questions that are being asked, but give give you some techniques and tricks and thoughts on how you want to attack those five resiliency rules. Also out on SAS.com, there are a number of other uh, toolkits that might you might find valuable in attacking those five rules. As an example, we've got some free information out there on data literacy, so foundational tools to help drive data literacy within your company. And then, of course, as a pioneer in trustworthy artificial intelligence, there are a number of webinars out on SAS.com about how to do analytics and AI in a responsible and ethical way. That's great. Jay, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Tony. And now let's have a fast chat about dominating social media. Today, you can't get anywhere without social media. In the past, many years ago, the social media of the day could have been telling your neighbors 
or talking to a gathering, or writing a book, or posting a physical business card on a bulletin board. Do any of you remember those days? I'm sure you can think of other ways too, like skywriting, for example, which we usually don't see so much these days. The point is that if you want to grow your business, if you want to let people know about your book, your podcast, your coaching business, your cosmetic line, and anything that you or your company produce, you got to let people know about it, right? Well, the difference between your product and the one that you saw on a popular talk show is only the number of people that see it. The person who made it big on a talk show is in front of hundreds of thousands or even millions of people. That person has a better chance in making his or her product well-known, right? Now, in order to get a lot of eyeballs on your stuff, there are a ton of companies, and I do mean a ton of companies, that offer to do amazing things for you, such as getting you tons of followers and tons of engagements. I guess that's my word for the day today, tons. Anyways, we can easily be swayed into plopping a few hundred or thousands of dollars and let some company to get us zillions of followers. I tried some of this myself way back when, and I found out the hard way that they were fake. It may look good, but there's no point in just having numbers. There really isn't. No one's listening to your video or your podcast or checking out your book. And if you tried this, you should know your numbers to know that it didn't produce much. The only and the best way is through personal referrals of social media management companies that do things the real way. That's with their sleeves rolled up and honestly increasing your visibility. And don't even fall for the pitch that the company will connect with other people to trick them into following you and then the company unfollows them. That's just deceitful, period, and a waste of money. The best and the only way is to attract real people that are interested in the field and topics of what you're trying to promote. It's as simple as that. And if you're stuck on finding a company that does this, check out Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash grow and go through that page. See if it's a fit for you. All the work we do is 100% on social media and there's no fakeness about it. Yeah, it takes time and effort. Yeah, that's right. That's the old-fashioned way, and that's the best way I know to do it. I hope that helps. And if you want more knowledge with bite-sized bits, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Tony, D-U-R-S-O. I post all sorts of stuff about social media and growing a podcast and things like that. I think you'll like it. I'll see you there. All right. Now, let's get our main interview with Caleb back into our head, and let's summarize. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. We spoke about the ultimate marketing funnel with Caleb O'Dowd. We talked about a number of marketing points, really interesting, such as chat GPT. He explained it, told us what that means for his business. He talked about how to build a business that will self-fund its own growth, something we all want. And he gave a bit of details to that on how to do that with marketing funnels and other offers and online and offline methods of communication and so forth. Absolutely loved it. He talked about creating killer offers that will convert something we all want. He described and went over his approach to generate millions and millions in sales. Over 140 million is absolutely astounding. 
And he talked about the psychology behind it all and how to really use it, how to master it. There's so much. I'm just, I'm just brand new. I'm a novice on this compared to him. And I am his student now. I want to learn everything about it just so that proper offers can get to people because we have items, we have services, we have products that help others, and we want them to know about it and communicate it to them in the proper way so that those that it can help, it will resonate with them and it will help them. So some of this is very necessary just to communicate and get to your audience that you believe you can help and to get their air and get them to understand what's going on. So just some great points here. I may not have said that all right, but you know what I'm talking about? So I tell you what, let me know what resonates with you on this. What do you think? And please share this with a few friends to help them too. All right, let's use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. So good seeds, do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go enjoy the weekend.